You are listening to Meet the Thriller Author, the podcast where I interview writers of mysteries, thrillers, and suspense books. I'm your host, Alan Peterson, and you're listening to episode number 69. In this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be interviewing Ellison Cooper, who has a a very fascinating background. Uh, She has a PhD in anthropology from UCLA with a background in archaeology, cultural neuroscience, ancient religion, colonialism, and human rights. She has conducted fieldwork in Central America, West Africa, Micronesia, and Western Europe. And she's also worked as a murder investigator in Washington, D.C., and is a certified canine search and rescue federal disaster worker. She now is living in the Bay Area in Northern California with her husband and son, and her debut novel, uh, Caged, has uh, recently been published by Minotaur Books, which is an imprint of Macmillan. Uh, Caged has been receiving some uh, pretty incredible uh, reviews, uh, one of the 25 best thriller books of the summer by the New York Post. Uh, the Library Journal said it was uh, pathologically twisted, and uh, one of the best summer reads for 2018 uh, by Publishers Weekly, and it's been uh, hailed by a lot of uh, some pretty uh, big-name authors, uh, like uh, Chelsea Kane, uh, Lisa Gardner called it dark and mesmerizing. Uh, so it's a, a fascinating book. It's about an FBI uh, neuroscientist, uh, Sayer Altair, who uh, hunts for evil in the deep recesses of the human mind. Highly recommend you check out uh, her new book. And in this uh, episode, uh, I'm going to be talking to her about uh, her work, uh, her background, and about uh, the, how she came up with the character of Sarah Altair and uh, her writing process and a whole lot more. So stay tuned for my interview with Ellison Cooper. Hey everybody, this is Alan with Meet the Thriller Author. I have uh, Ellison Cooper on Skype. How are you doing, Ellison? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing very good. Thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Um, so, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background? You have one of the, one of the most interesting backgrounds I've seen. <laughs> um, yeah, so I actually have a PhD in anthropology, and so that's my academic background, and my focus there was on primarily Maya archaeology, uh, but I also conducted a lot of work around the world in places like Micronesia and West Africa, um, and then one of my other areas of expertise is in cultural neuroscience and ancient religion. Yeah, that was uh, uh, so fascinating when I was uh, uh, looking at your book, which is uh, Caged, mm-hmm. and um, the character there is an FBI neuroscientist. Yes. And so um, I'm not too familiar with that. Uh, can you tell us just a little bit about that? And does the FBI really have neuroscientists on staff? <laughs> no, no, they don't have anyone who's specifically a neuroscientist, as far as I know, um, although I have spoken to a number of analysts at the FBI. I didn't actually get to find out if there's anybody new. So certainly not in the last, say, eight months, <laughs> as far as I know. But there is the FBI's National Center for the Analysis of Violent Crime, and they have a lot of academics on staff. Um, and so they do a lot of really interesting research into, well, violent crime, obviously. And uh, so I, because of my background in cultural neurobiology, I got interested, and my love of crime fiction, I sort of got interested in the potential crossover there between those two fields. And I thought, well, this would be a perfect FBI research project, looking into the brains of serial killers. 
So can you tell us a little bit about the uh, the story of uh, of Cage and your and the and the FBI agent? Is it Sarah Alt- Altair? Yeah, Sarah Altair. So she's, as you said, an FBI neuroscientist. In Cage, her research is basically looking at the brains of serial killers and what kinds of differences their brains might have to quote unquote normal brains. And it turns out there's a huge body of research actually out there already about this. And it turns out that serial killers do, in fact, have deficiencies in parts of especially their prefrontal cortex so and their amygdala, which is a gland that's in the prefrontal er, in the limbic system. So it, it's a really interesting it was fascinating to me to find out that there are these really clear biological markers of the sort of traits of serial killers, lack of empathy, impulsivity. Um, so that's what Sayre is studying in caged. And so her research, is a central part of the resolution of the book. I don't want to ruin anything. But so she's actually focused on her research when she gets called away uh, after Washington, D.C. police find a girl that's been starved to death in a cage. And so Sarah is called in to lead that investigation and things sort of escalate from, from there. And is uh, Cage, is, is that uh, your debut novel or have you? It is. Oh, it yeah. is. Wow. <laughs> yep, my debut. <laughs> oh, that's a, a great start. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm, yes. None of this feels particularly real <laughs> at this moment in my life. <laughs> and uh, is, is this, is this a standalone or are you planning to develop it into a series? Uh, no, it's definitely a series. I got a three book deal. Ooh. So I, the second book is I, we just officially uh, settled on Buried as the title. So Buried will be out next summer. And then the third book, which I'm just starting on right now, will be out the summer after that. And then hopefully I'll keep going. I could write about these characters forever. <laughs> <laughs> so you say you're getting started on your next book. Like how much uh, research and, I mean, what's your process for getting a, a story before you start ri- actually writing the story? Well, so this is, I'm just starting my third book. I'm really, I think I'm still learning my process a little bit, but I did a great deal of research for Cage specifically. So Cage draws on a lot of my background. So there's, you know, some anthropology and ancient religion stuff in there. Um, I'm actually a canine wilderness search and rescue volunteer. So there's some dog stuff in there. Um, And then the neurobiology is where I did most of my research, um, because even though I have a cultural neurobiology background, I didn't know that much about the neurology of violence. So I did uh, maybe six months of research where I really read all the academic work being done there and sort of got my feet under me with that research. And then for the second book, well, I can't really tell you what I did all the research about because it'll give something away. But this, there is a canine search and rescue dog in Buried, and that's all from my own sort of background. Um, and then I'm starting on book three, which is, I think, let me think what I can say without being too... Well, right now I'm doing a deep dive into Egyptian mythology, especially sort of funerary rites and that kind of thing. So I'll probably do another three or four months of research before I really start writing. What's your the, the writing process? Do you like um, outline everything and then you start to write, or do you just kind of once you're done with the research, you just dive into it? Uh, I am obsessed with whiteboards. <laughs> I now have a room in my house that I've taken over that I think there's probably 15 whiteboards, <laughs> huge, huge whiteboards. And I, I do, I outline. I, I usually fill a whiteboard or two with an outline. 
that I use to basically highlight the sort of, you know, key turning points. And then I also have a whiteboard that's character arcs and a whiteboard for the timeline. So I do a lot of whiteboarding, but then I, once I start writing, that all goes out the window. And I usually end up with a very different book than I originally outlined. But for some reason, having, I I kind of, I've started thinking of my outlines as bumpers and I just sort of careen wildly in the middle of those. So the main pieces stay the same, but the events and the actual sequence all completely change as I start writing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's interesting with the whiteboards though. I like that. I like that idea. That way it's right there in your, you know, you just glance up and it's right there versus having to dig through notebooks or a computer file or something. (laughs) It's very, I'm a very visual person. So it's really helpful for me to be able to actually, you know, draw arrows between events and connect things. I use different color pens. So it helps me really get a sense of the sort of pacing and that kind of thing. I said you have a very uh, a fascinating background, done a lot of different things. Did you always uh, want to write a novel, or is that something that uh, that's always been in the back of your mind, or did it come later? I've always loved the idea, and I in graduate school I sort of messed around and wrote, you know, but I would write maybe a few thousand words and then peter out. So it was always something I I liked the idea of, but I was pretty focused on my academic career. I was a tenure track professor and was working on my research. Um, But then actually when my son, who was an infant at the time, got quite ill, I ended up having to quit my professor job. So I I found myself spending a lot of time in doctor's office waiting rooms and that kind of thing. And so really writing, I I dredged up that old interest just to keep myself from going down some very dark roads mentally. And so I channeled a lot of that into my books. <laughs> so that that's what I really started writing seriously. And that was about seven years ago. So I, I've, it took me a long time <laughs> to learn how to write a novel. I, I started one and it was really not very good. Um, turns out there's a pretty steep learning curve going from academic writing to fiction. <laughs> and um, yeah, I actually went and looked back at one of my first, I, I started submitting short stories just to work on my craft. And I, I think it was probably the first short story I submitted to a magazine for publication. I actually had academic citations in the short story, <laughs> which is kind of ridiculous now looking back on it. Um, but yeah, so it, it took me many years of just practicing and and many wonderful short story editors getting back to me and telling me what I was doing well and what I was doing wrong. That's That was sort of the process. And now do you like write every day or is it just, do you just write when you uh, have an actual project going? I do write, well, I always have a project going. <laughs> I definitely, I'm a type A person, so I'm always working, I have to be working on something so, yeah, I'm always writing. And now that I've gotten this three-book deal, I've been able to really sort of focus on that more rather than just feeling like it's a hobby. So, uh, yeah, I pretty much do write every day. And do you usually write in the same spot or you, like, mix it up and go to different places or you have, like, a dedicated office? No, wherever I can get writing done. Okay. So I do have a room at my house, but my son, who's nine now, can always find me. <laughs> um, so I, I usually, when he's in class or something, then I can go to a coffee shop um, or just a few minutes here and there when I'm at home. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty. I'm not one of those people that has to have everything perfect in the same exact spot. I'm I'm pretty flexible. 
uh, with your background uh, uh, cultural neuroscience I, I know a lot of your educational background goes into your character but how, what about like is a lot of you in in Sayer Altair <laughs> Um, I would love to say no. I don't know if that's true or if that's just a complete lie. I do. I definitely. She's. She is. Um, I would say Sayer is actually really uh, built on a lot of the sort of amazing women I know from different walks of life. Uh, so I mean, she's not. She's definitely not based on me directly in any way. There are definitely some personality traits that might be similar <laughs> to me. Uh, she, she likes beer and has a totally messy apartment, which is pretty accurate to my life. <laughs> uh, but no, really, most of her characteristics are sort of an amalgam of other sort of, I don't know, traits of amazing women. I just wanted to write this sort of kick-ass woman that I admire and uh, are the events in your books like um, do you, are the event are they kind of like that line order like ripped from the headlines or <laughs> uh no so i'm let's see i, I don't want to give anything away cuz one of the big twists is a science thing um but i actually had the idea the sort of kernel of the actual mystery came from reading an old science article um a forensics article uh that was gosh, more than 10, about 10 years ago. And I was surprised that that scientific fact about DNA hadn't ever shown up in a real life case. Um, and still, to my knowledge, it hasn't. Um, although we wouldn't really know. <laughs> if, if whoever used this fact of DNA got away with it, then we would never know if it had actually been used. So, But no, there's no actual crime, as far as I know, that has used the science in caged yeah that's what I was, when i was look, uh, looking at, at your at caged i mean the i think with your background you can really go to into into uh stories that really haven't been that are different <laughs> from what's out there i hope pretty so cool. yeah. <laughs> thank you i mean that's really what i wanted to do i i jokingly tell the story but it's true when i was trying to figure out what i'd, I'd written one very bad not not very well done book. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to work on next. And I knew I wanted to start another novel. Um, but I just couldn't quite settle on a, on a topic. And I was looking for something to read. And I was actually talking to my husband. And I said, Well, I just wish somebody would write a book, or a crime thriller that combined my three favorite things, dogs, neuroscience and archaeology. And then it was like, <laughs> a lightning bolt struck. <laughs> and I was like, what, that's the book I should be writing. <laughs> I try to bring all those different pieces into the stories. Yeah, so the, that's one of the advice you always read, read in the in the how to write books is read with the book that you what is it? Write the book that you want to read. <laughs> Such a cliche. Really, I mean, it is the most cliched writing advice, but it turned out to work for me because I mean, this to be honest, I'd written so I like I said I'd written one previous novel and it was sort of like pulling teeth. It just never felt. I don't know, I, I, I hate to say magical, but it just never felt, I just never had any feeling there. But writing Cage was fun. Like, it, it was just enjoyable. The whole process was fun. I was excited to get to the computer every day. It, it just felt very different. Um, so that was a good lesson for me to learn. <laughs> Before you started writing, um, were you a fan of crime fiction uh, novels? Yes, that's, 
I read a lot of different, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy to read across genres, but I would say that 90 to 95% of what I read is crime fiction, crime thrillers, or just thrillers. I like all kinds of thrillers. And uh, do you still find time to read or are you too busy now with, uh, with all your writing and everything? <laughs> well, sadly, I haven't been reading as much as I like. I used to read a couple books a week and now I'm probably down to maybe one or two a month. So it's it's not completely been cut off, but it's definitely less, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if it's all that research that you have to do, unless you're doing a lot of reading there, and it's kind of yeah, hard. Exactly. And I see them. Uh, I was looking at your uh, at your at your bio on uh, on Amazon, and uh, you have a great blurb there from uh, Lisa Garner uh, <laughs> comparing you to Thomas Harris, who's one of my favorites, and uh, Kathy uh, Kathy Rex. I haven't read her books yet, though, so I'm gonna have to check her out. But yeah, I love her um, stuff. But that's an amazing, that's that's pretty that's a pretty cool comparison. <laughs> I, well, I might have actually, and I don't cry very often, but I might have actually teared up when I read that because I don't think she could have said anything more complimentary. Yeah, <laughs> like I literally couldn't have come up with something better than that. And so from Lisa Gardner too. I, like, I know <laughs> she's literally. Yeah, I mean, I think she's she's definitely in my top five writers, mm-hmm. if not one of if not the top. So yes, I was blown away when I saw that quote from her. Still, are you available? Like, uh, you have a website, and are you are you active like on Facebook and social media, or for for readers to find you? Yeah, so my website's ellisoncooper.com, and all my social media links are there. So I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and semi-active. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll have and I'll have a link on the website for the listeners. But yeah, that's uh, that's cool. They can go check you out check you out at your on your website and and be able to to find you. Before I let you go. Uh, some of our listeners are aspiring writers. Any advice that you could give to them? <laughs> Put you on the um, spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, so my advice is uh, trust your gut. Don't listen to anybody else's advice. So, so read all the books, look at all the writing advice, pay attention, and then do what you want. <laughs> Find your own process. Trust yourself. Uh, have faith in your vision and what you really want to be talking about and what you want to write about. That would be my main advice. All right. That's great. Well, thank you so much, uh, Ellison, for joining us. I uh, really appreciate you taking time to talk to us about your books. And your- Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Meet the Thriller Author. I'd like to ask you to please review and rate this uh, podcast over on iTunes. It really helps me get the word out. If you take a few seconds of your time to uh, do that, it would be much appreciated. You can also visit my website at thrillingreads.com forward slash podcast for show notes on this episode, as well as information about the uh, podcast in general. And you can also sign up for my mailing list there. You'll be getting uh, special offers from our guests as well as information uh, behind the scenes information on the podcast and uh, please do visit my author website at alanpeterson.com i appreciate your support and so until next episode i will talk to you then